When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want, and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Our wild Vegas evening consisted mostly of Will and me and his wife, Sue, talking. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, was, it was us. Yeah. <laughs> Easton came coming over and hanging out with his wife. Um, but other than that, it yeah, was... No, we were at an iHeart kickoff party for the iHeart Music Festival here. Um, but yeah, by the time it wound down, it was just the three of us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're big partiers in our 40s. <laughs> Do either of you gamble? No. No. God, it was so funny. Wow. I, I gamble. You know, I used to play like poker and blackjack back in the day. And then um, I recently, I was in Vegas on a road trip last year and um, my brother was watching my son for a, a minute and my wife and I had like free time in a casino. <laughs> and we sat down for 
five minutes and I lost $40. I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. This it's is just it's dumb. No point. I'm like, walking away from this situation. Yes, that's I'd much rather just have a drink and talk to you. You're, yeah. you're way more fun than me losing it's like, money. So I'm frustrated and poorer. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Like I don't get it. I mean, poker I get because you're actually playing the other people, right, you know. I guess. So yeah, like, yeah. but but I would just rather play at home. The idea yeah. of playing like in a casino or whatever. You no. went through a poker phase, didn't you, Danielle? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily the proudest time of my life. Wow. <laughs> you would like drive to commerce and like I remember you, you got really? into wow. it. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, and, I was really into it. I played at all the LA local casinos. Oh my God. I played in multiple different events. And then I used to host poker nights at my house uh, and would play until the sun came up. So, wow. wow. Would you get yeah, recognized was, at these casinos? Yes, 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 of course. Was that intimidating um, for people? I don't know. I'm it's one of poker tables to are <laughs> no poker Topanga tables. Bluff me. Topanga bluff me, man. <laughs> I think it actually was the opposite. People would see me and think, uh, "Oh wow, I'm gonna be able to, yes. you know, take her for all of her money." Yep. Yeah. My wife had the same advantage. Like women. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's changed now, but back when we used to play in like 2008. It was still like a weird thing for a woman to be playing poker. Really? Yes. And they would always underestimate her and that she would yes. use that to her advantage every time. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great when that happens yeah. for sure. And then it's all it also sucks when it doesn't work out when you're like, oh, man, I've got a great hand. And then like on the river, you get taken and you're mm -hmm. like, now they think now that I like played into it. Now they think that is true. And then you have to stick around long yeah. enough to prove them wrong. It just becomes a whole thing. I'm glad I don't live. Why do you, you stop? I mean, I would still play. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I <laughs> would definitely still play. And I do still play. Right. I like playing. I just have a more um, like healthy relationship with it now. Mm, it used to good. be like my number one favorite thing to do. Wow. And anytime I could get people together to play, I would I would do it. And I used to just like watch it also on TV. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. Wow. That's no, I, I know. didn't know anything about poker whatsoever to the point where when people were telling me about it, I was literally one of the first questions I asked was, why are you all playing on a river? Like, where do you have to go? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Because I, I go, well, I, got, I hit it on the river. I'm like, well, that's hip you, for you whatever. On a river but boat where's the river that you got to play in? Well, people do play on river boats. That is like I a thing. <laughs> Ryder and I just had a, an interesting uh, experience in the elevator on the way up. With, oh, I can't wait to hear this story. With somebody who recognized us, we can I think, tell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. This poor woman, <sighs> the elevator doors open. Just she happened. was holding a giant full cup of Starbucks coffee, which I was immediately about to ask her about because Huge. I couldn't find that? coffee. I was like, where'd you find this? And then she walked in and was looking at us and let the doors close on her. And just drop the, the coffee, whole coffee all over the ground the and like coffee. all over the elevator. And with, we were fine, but she was like, and I, it was just so clear. I was watching her face. I was like... She recognized us and then like kind of lost control of her body for a moment or like forgot where she was. And I mean, the dork slumped and she is hip checked by the door and <laughs> no. the coffee goes And her, and her poor everywhere. friend is like, oh my God. And then they have to like get in the elevator dripping with coffee. So she's next no. to us like, I'm so sorry. I didn't get you guys. I didn't. There's a puddle of coffee on the, on the elevator floor. Yeah, we felt bad about it. Oh my gosh. And then did you guys get off on the same floor? Did you guys yes, have to get yeah. off on the same floor? Then we had to like follow them down the hallway to get here to the presidential <laughs> suite. <laughs> I felt so bad. She I was, was like, like, I'm like, she's probably crying right now. After oh, she, yeah. after she, goes, she yeah. was dying for to be alone for just two seconds yes. to say to her friend, this is the this is this the most embarrassing moment of my life. Do you have a do you have a favorite getting recognized as somebody making a mistake or doing something embarrassing story, Danielle? Because I feel like this has happened to me a bunch where it people may, like yeah, can introduce themselves with my name or like oh, yeah. you yeah. know, like just people just they 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 don't understand, like their brain 
you know, short circuits because they're like TV person in front of me. Yeah. Like my favorite one that happens fairly regularly is, hi, I just wanted to say you're a really big fan of mine. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, It's always word order. Yeah. I also, have you guys ever noticed like everybody calls a boys meet world? Boys meet world. Nobody can call a boy meets world. They always put the S in the wrong place. I get sometime. Topanga meets world. <laughs> oh, Were you oh, on Topanga meets world? And you're like, nice. I go, ooh, nice. right, upgrade. I wasn't, but I but should we be. Can I, sell it. I often get. I'm such a fan of yours. You stole that show. Absolutely amazing. What was it like to be Corey's best friend? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I get God. that all the time. I, I'm like, yeah. nope, that wasn't yeah, me. Yeah, people not ask me, me to do the Feeny call too. <laughs> They're, they're like, do the feedy call. I'm like, wrong guy. Not me. Really big fan. Oh, huh? Another, really one, big another fan. one is, excuse me, were you on Full House? Oh, yeah. I, I get, were that. you really? on Full Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just because they get the boy, they get Boy Meets right. World mm-hmm. and Full it, To them, it's the, they get that trigger of like, oh, comfort TV. Right. Sitcom. Friday night. Yeah. Sitcom. Family. It must yeah. have been Full House. I thought you were Candace Cameron until like a week ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I, 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 I can understand that. <laughs> Well, our guest today is somebody we have talked about for a very long time. But before I get into our guest today, I'm going to say, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. 
It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well. When we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. Hey everyone, I'm Will Friedle, also known as the voice behind Ron Stoppable. Hey, and I'm Christy Carlson Romano, also known as the voice behind Kim Possible. And we have teamed up again, but this time as the hosts of I Hear Voices. Have you ever wanted to go behind the scenes of your favorite cartoons, video games, and animated movies? If so, we have the podcast for you. Every week, we're going to be talking to the biggest stars of voiceover, like Alan Tudyk, Yvette Nicole Brown, Steve Downs, Dietrich Bader, and even reuniting with our Kim Possible co-star, Taj Mori. They tell us everything, from how they got started to things we didn't even know about some of our favorite animated characters. You're also going to hear about new shows, games, and movies from all of these actors who bring them to life. So, if you want to laugh, learn, and hear someone launch into characters like Bugs Bunny and Batman all in the same episode, then this is the podcast for you. Download the free iHeartRadio app and check out the I Hear Voices podcast today. It's free, and you can even listen offline. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love, especially ours. So our guest today is somebody we have talked about a lot so far in this first season. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to assume it's the same for you as it is for me. He is such um, and like uh, he's such a memorable part of these first few seasons, especially. Yeah. And he his name is Chris Kyer, Christopher Kyer, who was our beloved onset dialogue coach for many seasons of Boy Meets World. He started in season one and he also appears a few times on our show. We saw him recently in the episode 
where Will mall. was a lobster model. Yep. Yep. Of course. We saw him in the mall. And then we also, he has, he did a lot of voices for us yep. on Boy Meets World. Um, so I'm really excited to please welcome Chris Kyer. The Willy Wonka of Christmas has arrived. I, I was going to say, is that a Christmas background? Yes, of course you guys. We'll get to that. I, we are going to get to that. Exactly. I, you guys, I don't know if you know this, but Chris Kyer is like, he has a Christmas store yeah. in Pasadena. I yep. did not know that. It's oh my God. Awesome. That's so I great. didn't know that. I can't wait to talk about it. Chris, welcome. All right. First, I have to tell you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me because I was a small part of your career on that show, just the first season. There were so many people came in after me. Yeah. But I want you to know, it really means a lot that you thought about me and bring me on this show. Oh, my God. Aww, of course. We're you so were a huge part of the show. You were only there for the first were, season because you seemed like you were there for so much longer. And, and you know, the reason, we'll talk about that later, why, why, we, why I moved on. It's very interesting. But you guys, I can lead the conversation or you can because you know I can talk. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, we're, we're really excited about you being able to talk. I do have a question. How did you get the job as our dialogue coach? What was that process? How did you get to us? That's a great way to start. Okay. As some of you know, I am an acting coach. I've taught 20,000 kids over the, the series of 20 years. And personally, my acting school literally started in my garage in North Hollywood when I first got to L.A. from New York. And one of my students, the mother, Bobby, I remember her, was best friends with April Kelly. Oh, so she okay. said to me, you really got to be my friend April. Kelly. You got this new show coming out called The Ben Savage Project. Yes. Said, okay, okay, but I don't like going to parties. I do not. I still don't like going to parties. But Welcome she invited me to the party. I went and I met one April, uh, April Kelly that you all know. April is the co-creator of Boy Meets World. Yeah. And, and uh, so we hit it off. She goes, you really need to come down and meet our director on the lot. And uh, they're looking for a dialogue coach, which is an acting coach on the set. For those that don't know what a dialogue coach is, right. I help young people as well as the adult actors. They have them on sets. It was, they've been on for decades, uh, movies, television sets. But especially when it's uh, a, a youth-oriented cast, right. they need a dialogue coach. Right. And there's a lot of you green people, you people have never done it before. So anyways, at the party I talked to her, I go down and I meet one David Trainer, And I heard yes. him on the yeah. podcast. So I meet David. We talked. We hit it off. And voila, I became the dialogue coach for the very first season of Boy Meets World. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Which means your number one job was Miss Lily Nixon. Lily Nixon. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 I mean, how old was she? She was only seven. We had a five-year-old oh, on the five, set. Five, she played the original five, Morgan. God, so I was wondering, she played the original Morgan. And yeah, specifically, I really was brought on because she was green and never done anything before. Right. So they wanted me to corral her and teach her every week. Wow. Well, we have been singing your praises now for weeks uh, as we go through these episodes and we talk about it when we when we talk about Lily. We've talked about you multiple different times. And it's come up that at 27 years old, you were the youngest ringmaster for Ringling Brothers. Like, how did you how, what is that story? You have the craziest life. I was doing research <laughs> on you and I was like a Christmas store, yeah. youngest ringmaster, dialogue coach. So I'd like to jump in here because I remember I remember this story that you told me about how you got the job. And I'd like to see if I'm right that you told me this story. See and how the story's I can changed still over the remember years. It. Exactly. <laughs> it's gotten bigger. Let me see. Let me see if I remember. You so, were homeless. You needed money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you were a fighter pilot. You just landed a cripple F4. No. We're going to stop him there because Will embellishes. He still embellishes. Still. I do. I, I embellish like a hundred million times. But I hear, so if memory serves, 
It was a re- the you heard about the audition for the Ringling Brothers, and the reason you thought you got it is you were in the final audition phase, and you were on the microphone, and Gunther Gable Williams actually walked on to the area, and you referenced him and said, and of course, Gunther Gable Williams. And he saw that you had instantly recognized him, knew who he was. You announced that he was there, incorporated him essentially into your audition, and that helped you get the job. Am I remembering that correctly? 100%. I have no idea who Gunther Gable Williams was the leather-vested animal trainer. trainer. He had all the tigers. He was the guy at Ringling We don't have enough time to cover every chapter of my life, but I am the ultimate impresario, showman, entrepreneur you could ever meet. I don't... When somebody says, can't, that's the reason why I do. But yes, indeed, they had auditions all over the United States. They flew seven finalists to the greatest show on earth in Chicago. I had auditions center ring where I had to sing and announce, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages in the center ring. It was in uh, Chicago. And indeed, Gunther was there. He had meandered in in incognito, and I acknowledged him when I was announcing Gunther. Gunther. And lo and behold, I'm on the national press. I was the 27th in the history, 115 history of the greatest show on earth, and the youngest at the time. And after I did that tour, of course, I wrote a book. Yes. Amazing. The autobiography. It's a great book. I oh, still I have, have my signed copy. It's awesome. But the spell of the book, this is the entrepreneur in me, is I started looking at something you guys don't know called the yellow pages. And I looked under <laughs> publishers and I started calling. And I said, I was the youngest ringmaster of the greatest show on earth. And this editor went, oh, come in. I love the circus. I sold my whole book, never written a book Amazing. on the idea and some photographs of my energy. And here we are. Wow. wow. So yes, that was the start of, I'm an actor, performer, many, many years, television, film, uh, commercials. But that ringmaster credit is probably the most unique and most responsible job I've ever had in show business. Yeah. So what was harder, wrangling lions or wrangling us? <laughs> <laughs> the wrangling Morgan, let's put it that yeah, way. Exactly. <laughs> you guys, let me tell you a few things about your beginnings, okay? I know you talked about it in the past, the peace. We'll talk about peace in a minute. But <laughs> Topanga's um, peace. Here's the few things I remember about each of you. How's that? Great. Will, oh, God. Oh. Will had just come from Hartford, Connecticut area. No one could pronounce Fidel, number one. But I met Will. <laughs> he was can't. 16, and he, there had been another kid that hired it for the other for the pilot. We all know that story. Anyways, Will was green. Green, I mean, and I've used this story many times in my class over and over and over oh, since no. then. By the way, Will, thank you. He came to my garage one time and talked to my students. How about that? I did, Aww. yes. That nice thing awesome. to do that? It was awesome. That's such a Will so, thing to do. Oh, it was. Well, you taught me how to play canasta. Well, Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> Don't you remember? We used to play Canasta. Yeah, where there's a together. will, there's a way. That's <laughs> right. And I can't believe I tell you Canasta. I'm shocked. I don't, that I don't remember. Yeah. So Will's on the set, and he is being green. This I tell this over and over because it happens to all my actors who are starting out in my classes. They tend to use the words, I mean. I mean, I mean, I mean. And oh, I'll tell wow. you something. I had my script, and I went out during taping night. I go, Will. And I circle in my script. Eight, 10, 20 times. He goes, I really, I, I did? I did that? <laughs> yes, Will. I mean. So I had to get him that habit of doing I means. But you mean everything you say. Unless it's written in the script, you mean everything you say. Right. But the green people tell you, I mean, I mean, I mean, it buys them time for this right. line. Yes. I figured that one out. Not now, only that, but very quickly, Michael Jacobs at one point wrote it into the script, wrote I mean, and I cut it. And he's like, really? <laughs> you say I mean 93 times I write it the in the script and you it. cut it out? Well, so, Will, Will, do you remember that? I do. I, I mean, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I do. I mean, now, yeah. Mr. I mean, Ryder. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Ryder, Mr. Cool Laidback Ryder. All the time, the sound guy with the boom, he'd call me over. He's sitting on that 
thing with oh, the yeah. brain. Could you know, way I tell that kid to speak. You got to tell that kid to speak up. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> now, Ryder is, comes from film and very laid back kind of dude. He did some stage and Gavroche and all of those things. But <laughs> he, what he said to me when I said that to him, you're sitting in the cafeteria. I remember he looked up and he goes, I just don't want to be fake. I want to come off with Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I said, Ryder, this is a sick <laughs> <laughs> Punch it up. But you don't remember that, Ryder. Yeah, exactly. What do you mean, real? <laughs> exactly. That is so funny. I was, yes, I was definitely like intentionally like mumbling makes it realer, <laughs> oh, man. man. <laughs> I was the Brando. I noticed, especially in the fugitive episode, <laughs> yes. that you were, I mean, and you were supposed to be because it was more dramatic, but yes. I really noticed <laughs> that you were talking very low. Uh, bring it oh. up. Because I just want to, wow. I don't, I feel like I'm being fake. I feel like, like a writer. <laughs> All right. Now that's fun. Like, all right, are you wearing makeup right now? <laughs> did somebody do your hair? Did you just wander in here? Or did you put on wardrobe? We're, what were your, this is a fake a cafeteria. Show. For Christ's sake, kid, speak up. Now we'll talk about Danielle. So all oh, of no. you know, I've heard in the other episodes how you told her how she got the part, etc. Um, we did have a girl that they had cast, and David Trainer and I, we talked about it. We, we did this table read, and a table read for everybody that doesn't know is you sit around the table every week just before you start to put it on its feet and go into the studio, I'm just a uh, sound stage and set up sets, the uh, blocking of each, on each set. Well, this girl had attitude and she wasn't really right for the part, but there was one line where she had to be a flower child, as we know Topanga is, one episode she was going to be in. But she looked over at, when she left her last line, she, went, she put this piece on and she went, hey. <laughs> That's hey, the thing that, right, that sticks That's out to me. To and, and, and David kept going, she just wanted her to say, peace. peace. Yeah. Really, like, sweet really mean it. Right, right. Well, David tells me, we got to get rid of that guy. <laughs> so anyways, that's how we we, uh, we replaced her. But here's the story of Danielle. Jeez. Her mother told me, we almost didn't go to that audition. Because just so you know, and you said in an early episode, Danielle and Marla had two lines in the show, yeah. a small little part. Her mom, they live in Thousand Oaks. We just didn't want to drive down for two lines. I looked at her, I said, any chance you get to be on a set, Show. You learned your lesson, didn't you? Because it'll end up being eight years. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't going to go, right, Danielle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember that. But that's, well, I, I mean, I know that I had done the audition for Topanga just either the day before or two days before. And we were living in Calabasas at the time. And I don't remember where the audition was, but I know that we spent a lot of time in traffic to get there. Yeah. So when I didn't get the audition for Topanga and then the next day, they were like, can you come back out to audition again? And this time it's for two lines. I think my mom and I were like, Oh my gosh, again in the car, but we did it, thankfully. I heard that um, story. It was wow. great when you told him, yeah. David, it was just wonderful. I didn't know some of that. It was great. It must have been Disney, Disney right? right? It must have been Disney. Pardon? It must have been the Disney lot is where you would have auditioned. It was, right? the Disney lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Or we filmed, they filmed, just so those listeners know, they actually filmed scenes of Mary Poppins on the soundstage, yeah. the film Mary Poppins That's right. on the soundstage around because one of our writers, Jeffrey Sherman, who we all love, his father yep. was a... Uh, Robert Sherman, who wrote the songs of Mary Poppins, mm -hmm. and his father came one day to the set, and I had my book all signed for him because I was I'm an idol of the Sherman brothers. And he looked around, and he goes, "You know, this soundstage yeah. where we filmed all the Poppins." And my eyes got so big, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that. That's their big film stage. Stage two was their big film stage. All the big stuff they would do and on great, stage. We used to get the commissary. We had a little commissary before they remodeled it. It was a lot of tradition there. So on the set, there I'm as the dialogue coach, was helping out, and it was the first episode. And Michael Jacobs, the producer, says, "Get the anti." My real name is Christopher Antikaya. It's German like Fidel, all right? And uh, they couldn't pronounce it. So David said, I said, just say Chris Kyer. I made it up on the spot. It was serious? the best thing I did when I got to Hollywood that I said Chris Kyer. I just said, said Chris Kyer. Michael Jacobs could say it then. David could say it. 
they all remembered it. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And the monitor just came on the first episode of Boy Meets World on the set. You were named on the show. That's so great. Oh my God. I know. Isn't that cool? It's also very similar to Chris Kringle, which I'd like to get into. Oh, yes. How, how you, are you have a Halloween store. <laughs> Don't you try and it, I'd like it's very, my very, very interesting to see behind you. Now you okay. So you guys, there's so much we can talk about. We I want to, talk about the show I want to do a movie that's a war between a Halloween store and a Christmas store. Yeah, that's yeah, actually a great, great idea. Since they brought up the Christmas store, here's the thing: I have a habit, an addiction, like everything, and this is a good one because I collect hand-blown ornaments from Germany wow. and Italy and around the world, Poland. And I just got back from a three-week buying trip in Prague and Italy, Germany, and Austria. Wow. So I go over there and I bring these treasures back to California. So what I did is as, as I'm growing, I get 12 trees in my house. I had to offset the habit. Well, I bought a building in Burbank, California, and I had my acting school. And I had a, not mine, but a gift shop I read out to the other side of the building. Well, she left in the night. And I thought, what am I going to do? I went to my storage unit. I put half the stuff in that store. And it went through the roof. So I was doing my acting classes and running a store to pay the rent. And then it grew from there. And it grew. But unfortunately, I stupidly, biggest mistake of my life, I killed myself all the time about it. I sold the building. So now every year, I have to search for a location for the Christopher Kyers Christmas Corner. This year, it's 2499 East Colorado in Pasadena. But here's the fascinating thing. Everybody's going to love this. And you all are going to love this. So one of your tech, uh, this comes up every year in my store. One of your crew, years later gave me this, and it's in the store every year, and I tell the story. It is the episode where Bill goes to the mall to meet Santa. This is the <gasps> Santaland sign. Yes! Wow. How about That's that? so cool. One of your crew members gave me that. They signed it in the back, Boy Meets World. And so I have it in the store hanging every year somewhere in the store, and I tell the story, and it's not for sale. Is that for sale? It's not for sale, right. but it's from Boy Meets World. Wow. That's fun. Man. So that's how the store came about, and I, I'm, I'm open just till December 23rd. Are you and, open uh, now? I opened last week. Behind right. me is thousands and thousands of treasures, and there's tons more in the storage room. I did this with one friend in 15 days. Wow. Three weeks ago, this was empty. Wow. This wow. Was and we did it at 104 heat. That 104 temperature, we were so hot in here. It was so hot. Uh, it was, wow. was Ryder well, and I are going to open a rival Christmas shop right across the street. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Mr. Green. Don't you dare, Mr. Green. <laughs> Uh, oh my now, gosh. Chris, what are some of your favorite onset memories? Okay, this is great. So when we started the show, Bill had come from tape. He did the stage, Bill Daniels did the stage, and he came from tel- uh, tape show. I mean, not tape shows, film shows, right. single, single camera, camera shows. And these writers were putting him through the worst by making flowery language about his flowers. The Eglantaria, uh, Bougainvillea, yeah. and it was just so hard. I couldn't remember it's like memorizing a grocery list in Greek. I couldn't do it. And I always felt sorry for him. So sure enough, the first episode, he's out there blooming them or, or grooming the, the flowers. And he goes up. And for those that don't know, it goes up means he forgot his line. And I felt so vulnerable. And I, he felt vulnerable. And the audience is there. It just like got real quiet. I walked over and I just showed him the lines, the script, and we moved on. Then after, I'll never forget this. After the show, he sat there on that set. And he looked at me and goes, I'll just never get used to the poor camera. I'm wow. just used to and I felt so bad for Bill. Yeah. They lightened it up. They lightened all that dialogue yeah. up because it was just so hard. Yeah. I mean, Bill has a great memory. He's a pro. Right. It was just that first episode when they laid on all of these adjectives. It was a yeah. list of, uh, you know, alliteration that, come on. I couldn't even do it. Even on the circus, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So that was one of the memories I remember. And I love Bill Daniels. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, love, so love, love Bill Daniels. In Bill so and many Bonnie. ways, I love Bill Daniels. And, and uh, Russ, 
Russell is he? Well, he comes. The thing that's incredible is that he com- coming from film. You do get more time with your dialogue, and you can work on it yes. a little more. But he was also coming from a medical show. We're yeah. talk about dialogue that you're going to have to memorize. I mean, he was memorizing all these medical speeches. Yeah, but beforehand. it's not being written the night no, before, I, or or on the set. Well, with sitcoms, those I don't know. With sitcoms, you have to say the line in order, and you sometimes, most of the time, you film in order. In, right. in yeah. film shows, you don't. And Michael but always changes it on the set. Uh, yeah. In the middle yeah. of the show, he'd come in. No, we're not doing this scene. We're not doing this you part. Guys, we're moving this. We're moving that. I'm telling you, for those that don't know, you probably told this on episodes. You start with one script on Monday, and by the time you tape on Thursday, completely different. And every day, it's a different colored page, so you know the new pages that are on there. So by we get to tape night, and there we are on tape. They're handing pages to these kids in, in, in uh, makeup. Yeah. Oh, here's the new line. Here's the new line. Yep. Then we get on the set, you guys, literally in front of a studio audience. They walk over. They run over. Will, say this instead. Say this. Yep. They're changing lines in front of a studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a fascinating thing. But let's go talk about Morgan. Those of the listeners yeah. want to know about Morgan. You all want to know the Morgan story. I don't know how much you've divulged, you guys. I heard you allude to it with David Trainer, but let's go to a Morgan story, okay. shall we? Yeah. Please. Okay. They hired this young actress, five, and cute as a butt. When I say cute, you guys watch their first the first season. She's adorable. She's adorable. She's adorable, yeah. vulnerable, yeah. funny. I, I guess it's hot behind the broccoli. She was so cute. <laughs> That's you know? right. Yeah. I love the so, we're on the set, and it takes me five days to make sure she hits her marks. For those that are listening, that means move to the right place for the camera. So we put an X on there, or I say, put your hand. My real trick was put your hand on the couch, on the end of the couch. That always got her right where she belonged. Well, of course, invariably, I don't know, maybe third third episode. I mean, she was belligerent, too. She didn't really want to be there, just so you know. Yeah. And mother's like, you know, agreeing and, okay, like, Baruch Assault's mom, almost like, yes, yes, yes. You know, I will do it for you. And uh, she wanted to make her happy. And uh, Michael tells somebody to run over to me and say, get her to do this. I said, give me a minute here. Five days it took me just to get this dialogue set. Well, we want to change. We want this. I said, give me a minute. But the studio audience is there. So I got down on my knees in front of the couch. She's sitting on the couch. I said, Lily, they want you to, before I said, they want you to do this. She took her hand and she slapped my face in front of the studio audience. I remember oh. that. Oh, my, went, oh, that just came back to me. <gasps> Jeff Sherman, Sherman still brings it up. Every time I see him, he brings it up or talk to him. But I was like, that was the beginning of the end. I mean, definitely, even though she was great the show. It's like the most child actor moment ever, right? Like in front of an audience slapping somebody giving you a note that is yeah no five year old. but i got her to do it but the reason i left after the first season was i waited it was july of the first season we're about to get ready last week in july and i get a call from lovely arlene grayson our producer yeah. mm-hmm. and arlene said unfortunately and i know how television works we don't have the dialogue coach in the budget so i was the first to go how it works at you guys there's raises given the second year Right. And those stars get a lot more than I did. They yeah. raised the money and they spread it around to the crew. So mine was the most mon- money they could use at that time. It was expendable money, I'm saying. Right. So that's how I lost the job. And that's why I didn't go back. But our dear David Trainer got me on Grace Under Fire with Good. Dylan Close right. Trainer. Uh, um, uh, maybe this time with Bet- uh, Betty White. Oh, yeah. And yeah. also, he also got me on that 70s show. As oh, how fun. I was the one who taught um, Simpson, Jessica Simpson. To act, <laughs> David, said, David said he called me in, told the casting director, "You got to bring Cecily Adams was the casting director. You got to bring Chris Kyer in to get her to act." And we got her ready by by you know how I had a lot of people like Jim Abbott in episodes of Boy Meets World, right. not acting. They bring on, but I had to teach them to act quickly, so I gave them my little technique to get there. Somebody else you were an acting coach for, Anton Yelchin. 
Oh, oh really? Wow. What, what an a talented guy. Yeah. Anton Yelchin, I've got Aramis Knight through the years, all these wonderful stars. And Anton at 27 years old. I mean, Anton, we, here's a great story. He came to me. He was eight years old, I believe. Wow. And for the first six months, he looked down at his shoes. He couldn't look up. He was so scared and shocked. So I, in my classes, I'll take on the underdog just to, my classes are good for confidence building too. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of people come back to me over the years. They have kids now and they tell me, your classes taught me to be unique. It was okay to be myself right. because I would nip in the bud when everybody picked on somebody else for being shy like that. Mm-hmm. I was very shy, believe it or not, at his age. Believe it or not. Once I discovered puppetry and, and show business, I was fine. But <laughs> he got the lead in a movie called Hearts in Atlantis and he was chosen by Anthony yeah. Hopkins yeah. for that role. Yeah. I'm leaders. I mean, just so you know, Ant- Anton Yelchin and many c- celebrities were taught in my garage in North Hollywood. It doesn't matter what the building you're in. Uh, that's where I taught. Yeah. And Anton came about a year and a half later after the film came out, and he brought me the big poster with his mother, Hearts of Atlantis. And on the poster, he wrote uh, to Chris, "Thank you for letting me see something other than my shoes." Oh. But for those that know, Anton passed away. At around 27 years old, Tragically. he was. Uh, uh, it was a sad story, but his car, uh, unfortunately, one late night, he was going to his uh, rock to, to practice, and I heard it on the news, and I called everybody. It was just devastating. But Anton Yelchin was a wonderful. He went on to do. He played Chekhov in, in the. He's such yeah. a talented actor. He had so he had talented. Star Trek at the time. He had Star Trek and Terminator in the theaters yeah. at the same time. It was such like a he, was, talented he, invited actor. To, he invited me to the. Uh, if you ever want to see his his. Uh, his site over at uh, Hollywood Forever in Hollywood. I live in Hollywood, and there's a. I go once in a while to see him there. They have this big giant bronze statue of him right over his his marker uh, there. Yeah. And so it's it, it was beautiful. They invited me to the funeral and also to that, which was a wow. touching story. So yes, Anton was one of my one of my prized kids that I really enjoyed working wow. with. Wow. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well. When we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. 
the first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Now, if there if there are people who are listening who are thinking about getting their kids into the entertainment industry, what is your best advice for parents and what's your best advice for the kids? Well, the industry has changed a lot since the 90s when we were working and when you were working. We would have to go like Danielle and all of you would go to an audition track an hour and a half in traffic. Well, since COVID, it's all gone to Zooming as we're doing now. So. The kids don't get the one-on-one. Now, just in the last year, I started doing that on, uh, in person as well as online. I had to learn the whole animal doing Zooming teaching online. But I like to teach in person for obvious reasons, my energy and the kids. It's, it's a different animal when you're with the other person. Yeah. So acting classes are the first start. And then you have to find an agent or a manager. But you have to first ask, does your child really want to do this? Because I can't tell you how many times during the decades I've told the parents they don't really want to be. Oh, yes, they do. No, they don't. Try football, try wrestling, try art, whatever, sewing. But they don't – yes, they do. We all know they didn't want to be there. Just like Lily, they didn't want to be there at that age. They wanted – it was the parents wanted them to do it. So I have a lot of Zoom classes, still in-person classes, but Zooming from all of the country now, a lot of uh, uh, kids. But that's the first start is to get them trained and know exactly what to do because the agents want these kids ready to go on auditions. Yeah. Wow. But the the, the idea of of being in a show – that is mortalized. You guys, when you see yourselves young, you're whole, you know, people identify you with those roles. They yeah. grew up with you. Yeah. Even my story, I mentioned 
Boy Meets World. You know who works for me here? Kathy G and Gregorio. Yep. <laughs> I knew that. She works here in my store yes. right here next to me. I knew Kathy G worked with you. Yeah, I did. Oh, I love Kathy. Now she's done that. So the episode, Will goes to the mall with, uh, what's that? Uh, Kathy Ireland, the beautiful yep. model. Yeah. Gorgeous model. All statuesque. And he wants to be a model. Uh, well, they have a, and they tried to sign up for modeling. Well, you hear this voice in the background. You want to be a model? All you have to do is not Larry the Lobster, the giant tub of butter. Yes. And that was my voice. Yes. I got a little, I got a perk, a little extra pay for that. But in rehearsal, they had a moment in the script that said, uh, a shopper walks by and looks at Will. And yeah. Will had one line. Eric had this line. And he says, what are you looking at? Yeah. Right. And so I, wa- I was doing the rehearsal because they needed somebody. And I walked by just with my long hair. It was almost like a shag. And I'm walking by. And I'm staring at him like this. He goes, what are you looking at? And I go, yeah. And I do my thing. <laughs> So Michael Jacobs wanted me to stay in an episode. Yeah, yeah. We uh, saw you recently. We, we recapped that episode. Just, just like, watched that episode. There really? is. There is. There's Chris. Yeah, it's so funny. And, oh, and so everyone knows Kathy G and Gregorio, who was mentioned uh, that works in your store, is our script supervisor. Was our script supervisor for Boy Meets World and Girl Meets and World. then. And then was also the script supervisor for Girl Meets World. Yeah, she Kathy did every G. episode. I mean, she was Kathy. We love Kathy. Yeah. We love her. I love her. That's why I kept in touch all these years. But she lives right here near my house in Pasadena, store in Pasadena. But last year we're working in the store. Kathy and I are there. Who walks in? But Rusty Russell walks Aww. in. The father. He looked at both of us. He didn't quite understand what yeah, was going on. There we were. And he walked into a Christmas store, but he did say the name Christopher Kyer's Christmas Corner. So I think he. he, he well, that's he was Rusty's famous Kathy. for that. Rusty just finds Christmas stores all across the world <laughs> and, and just in. randomly wanders in. And sometimes they'll hobby. stay for hours <laughs> or days. They have to call people to remove him. Big Christmas store guy, Rusty. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Now, Chris, you are obviously very busy. So how when was the last time you watched Boy Meets World? Like, do, have, have you ever sat down and just like rewatched it? Well, I picked up, I'm still a CD kind of person. I picked up all these DVDs of the entire first season. I haven't watched it. I watched it maybe four years ago, the, a few of the first, that, that it was such a great time in my life. But you are, like you said, I'm a busy person. And I, I mean, I think of Boy Meets World, it was my college for televi- television. When people said, we go to the table on Monday. I don't know what the table meant. I was, learning, <laughs> I was an acting coach. I wasn't on the set. So I learned, I was paid to learn on the set of how sitcoms run. And for those that know it, it really runs almost like a place, the closest nine to five job you'll get in show business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was very interesting. So as I, as I did Boy Meets World, I watched it. And those that don't know, I was an actor and I am an actor. I have a performer. And after that, I got so much confidence through that show that myself, I was booking right and left. I had an episode of Quantum Leap where I played the <gasps> remaster in that. Cool. I did an episode of Steinfeld, the gem gymnast, where they need a remaster in that. But I'm known as the youngest and look-alike, I am a, they call it a Dick Van Dyke-alike. Yeah. I Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah. And so one of my, one of my auditions, uh, my agent, my agent, lesser soul, risk, I have, I got an audition for you. She said, <laughs> I got it. They're looking for Dick Van Dyke in 1964 as Chitty Bang Bang. I said, okay. So I went down, rented a costume around from the studio, put a little gray in my hair. And I looked in the mirror and went, oh, man. I couldn't believe it. it was like Dick Van Dyke. So I went and auditioned. Next thing I know, you had to have a passport. You had to have this. They were whisking me off to Australia for 11 days. They flew the actual car from the movie, Whoa. and I got to drive the car from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I was oh. aware of that. In this commercial, it was an advert. It was an advertisement for a DVLA, which is a Department of Vehicles in, in England. If you don't pay your registration like you do here, 
They take a picture of your license plate. You have to, your car gets booted. Well, the most famous car is Chichi Bay Ming. And in the commercial, I'm trying to take off and the car gets booted and we're trying to fly away. Oh, so you can wow. see on YouTube. You can see on YouTube. So wait, you did, I'm right. sorry, I know Seinfeld backward and forward. You did the episode of The Gymnast. Yes, when he's up on the tightrope yeah. and you're the remaster, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the flying with the, the That's Panzini, amazing. That okay. The gymnast when he passes the gallstone. Yeah. The, uh, you also, if memory served, I think while we were doing Boy Meets World, you were almost Waldo. Almost. I was Waldo, but you're saying the feature in film. In the feature film, yeah. as Thank in Where's Waldo? Yeah, because you also I was looked like that at the time. Time. There's a Where's well, Waldo feature? And I, and I had auditioned for another job, and I played Waldo all over the country. Yeah. Appearance. And I was signed to do it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold yes. on. Hold on. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> we found him. We found guys, him. He's there. Guys. <laughs> Guys, your career is not, so bonkers. No, I no, love it. We are not going to fly past this. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. What were you doing as Waldo? Okay, I saw the trade papers like I did the remaster job. They were looking for Waldo lookalike. So I went and got a striped shirt, the glasses on, and I walked in audition, and they needed a Waldo. And at the time, I was really skinny. Like, when I worked with you guys, I was a bone. And I got the job. Then they cast me as Waldo in the feature film. Wait, no, which, which, which film was it? It was um, Naked Gun, Naked Gun three, 33, 33 and a third. Yeah, 33 and a third. I thought you meant that they actually made a Where's Waldo, Waldo movie. No, I was like, no, no. what? I know, I've never heard of this. Naked Gun, they pan past it, and there's Waldo sitting out. The guy that did it was a But he was a friend of somebody, and they picked up a part of it. But here's the part I did get. So after I did my Chichi Bang Bang, I was lucky enough to get the video from my audition from the casting director, and they were looking for a Dick Van Dyke-alike in a movie called Saving Mr. Bang. Yep. Yep. Wow. Chris Clark gets in their auditions, and I played in the feature film when they have Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke at the uh, red carpet of the opening in front of Man's Chinese Theater. We shot it five minutes from my house late at night. Richard Sherman was there and just shaking his head. Oh. It was feels like it was yesterday, 50 years ago, and we're sitting here, and you look like Dick Van Dyke. It was just, it was That's chill so cool. for all of us on the set. So Saving Mr. Banks was the other one I did. Yeah. That's really wow. good. Yeah. You what do. You have life. the most, you have one of the most interesting careers ever as you're sitting oh, there you surrounded know, by you know Christmas. It it's so great. You know what started? Yeah. It's, I just, I'll do anything. You know what <laughs> started too is as a kid, I was shy, so I started working with puppets, and I became a puppeteer. That's so At 12 years old, I put an ad in the paper, and for $75, you could pick me up in your station wagon, and I would entertain at birthday parties, father-daughter banquet, and I booked myself. I made, I, I booked all the time. You, what kid could do that now? You can't be picked up by strangers in a, no. a car yeah. and perform at a party. But that was my entrepreneurial state back then. And then there's so many things that in my mind, when I get an idea, I'm a doer. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is. And I hate when people say, oh, that'll never work. I can't stand that. So in the last, the last 10 years, I've been directing musicals all over the world, all over the country, and um, also starring as Captain Hook in Peter Pan. It's my, my go-to role in the yes. show that I directed seven times now. Oh, my so God. So I've been doing my thing. I've been doing my thing, still teaching. I just think that anybody out there, when you think of that idea, that little morsel, that germ of an idea, do it. Yeah. I had this great idea for a, a, a TV pilot uh, called Master Motive. And this is way before it, computers just come out. But this little boy comes in and he has a new video game. He pops it in and he spills his juice on the internet, on the uh, computer pad, and sucks him in to the world of Master Modem. And I played Master Modem, very Willy Wonka. Well, I did this because I had just done a series, the lead in a series called Barnyard Place. And I knew the crew and I knew where we filmed it. So I spent $100,000 with somebody else going in and we filmed this, this, this wonderful pilot. 
Well, I take it to Nappy Convention to try to get it booked, and, and it was really good. David Trainer taught me well on direction and, and shots and everything. And we got Lynn McCracken to come in and Gaffney G and Gregorio. Yes. They worked on it. Jeez. Lynn wow. was our, 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 our person that did the shots. Wow. So and Lynn, for those that don't know, Lynn was the stage manager on, on our uh, yeah. show. <laughs> so anyways, Boy Meets World, I can't tell you who it was, but there was a celebrity's father who had taken the idea, decided to do a film on it, steal the idea, and the kid that I cast in the lead, I found at a mall. They had auditions. They literally cast the same boy. Oh, come on. So I had a lawyer. We went into it. My partner, she was very wealthy, and she did not want to go through the, the litigation. So we had to fold because we didn't have the money that they had. She had a lot, but I, I said no. So we folded. So that's wow. the story. This, but moral of the story is the film was never released. But my, unfortunately, Master Modem, which was a, I was the keeper of the keys. Every week we would log on to a new episode. He would travel to a new place. We'd take a key, put it in, and we travel someplace else. Great it was idea. great. And I was really wonky. It was really was this madman trying to get the kid home. His right. whole thing was to get home. Wow. So that's what I've been doing. I, I just I just do. I do. I'm a doer. That's great, man. That's it's amazing. Where can people find you? Because like you said, I know you like to do acting classes in person. It's a totally different thing when you're able to be in person. But I'm sure there are people all across the country and across the world who would love to take an acting class with you. Where can people find you, reach out to you, try to get your help, any of that stuff? Well, Danielle, just recently, my uh, two months ago, I had a girl from New York in my Zoom class, and she had heard me on another podcast. And I'm not really in tune to the internet and all of that podcast net, but she had heard about my classes on a podcast. So what I do is I not only teach confidence, but I teach on-camera commercial technique yep. as well as uh, uh, technique for television and film. And what it is is my school is very exclusive, and I teach all the technique I've learned through the years. And to get in touch with me, it's www.chriskyer.com, K-R-I-S-K-Y-E-R, chriskyer.com. And then they could just get from there and email me and let me know that they're interested in classes. And again, I have kids from all over the country. My, I'll teach a class this afternoon, and it'll be 10 kids from around the United States. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that's so cool. Um, that's start. We just start there. So to get in touch with me for the class, that's the best way to do it, go to the website. And where is your Christmas store right now? Okay. So it's it pop up, as I said, different year every year and uh, different place every year. And this is on the corner of Altadena and Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena, East Pasadena. And it's uh, uh, an empty space and it's been harder and harder. In the first month of August, first of August, I first day of August, I t traveled to the city and Burbank in the heat, walking behind alleys, trying to get numbers. Realtors won't call me back. I have to be pushy to get to a uh, landlord to give me that four month lease. Right. That's all I need. Right. So this worked out three weeks ago. I had no place this year. I had all these things. I had just bought back from Europe. I was in trouble. And my landlord from last year put me in touch with this. And here we are. Great. So the store is twenty four ninety nine East Colorado in Pasadena. And I don't ship and I'm not online. Okay. Well, meet people. You have to get the treasures I, in person. I, that's I am, why I said all this stuff to see the people. Yes. Yeah. Jensen, Jensen and I are gonna bring our kids. Yes, and we're I'm gonna coming. we're gonna come in and we're gonna buy stuff. Will Ryder, if you guys yes. wanna make a little road trip yes. out of yes. it. Yes, yes. Let's Let's go. You guys, because okay. I think this will be my last year because it's been so difficult <gasps> finding I've been doing this since two thousand eight. And because it was stressed out, I can't find the four month lease anymore. So okay, we'll have I to come in. Definitely yeah. my last year. Oh, can no. you? Can I ask? Can I ask a personal question? Are, are, yes. are you wearing Christmas pants? Because <laughs> that no, would just be awesome if you were. <laughs> no, I got my top hat, which I wear in the store every day. Okay. Yes. Sometimes I forget to put on. Where's your top hat? People say to me. <laughs> I've worn a top hat, the greatest show on earth. Every, all these roles I play, I wear a top hat. But I have a, a shirt on up my yeah. My, Santa. And I sell them in the store. I have shirts, of course, in the store. When people want the shirts that I'm wearing, they want those kind of shirts. I have those too. Oh, that's Amazing. so great. So, yeah. 
My last question for you, and I think you're the perfect person to answer this. What is the secret to being happy? Okay, this is what I tell in my lectures, my classes and everything. Listen to me carefully, everybody. This is the most insightful thing you can know. And I know this from experience. I'll be 39 in May. And I learned <laughs> that I just, uh, um, I just know that this is important. No, this is serious. <laughs> Staying 39 forever yeah, is yeah, the yeah, secret yeah, to happiness. Every year people say you're 39. And I said, not yet, not till May. <laughs> <laughs> every year, my friends on Facebook, they say, oh, you're 39. Again. I said, don't push. I'm not 39 yet. Not till May. <laughs> so the thing is, this is what I say. And this is what makes one happy. And I have the... I have the downs just as much as the adversity, as much as everybody out there. But my best friend passed away about seven years ago with a lot of regrets. He, did, he was the most masterful writer. He wrote the music to many things, my, my master modem show. And he sat there on his bed and he had all these regrets. And I looked at him, I thought, Michael, I wouldn't be the remaster of the greatest show on earth had you not been my mentor and taught me in the first class right. I did at 18 years old, my first show. But the insight is this, you go for every darn dream you have. Every one of them, they're not going to all come true. Not all of them will come true. I guarantee you they won't. But having gone for them is what's going to leave you the most fulfilled person in the world. Yeah. Because I have had riches beyond because I have pursued everything. I have no regrets. Oh. If I want the full quarter ice cream, I eat it. I'm just saying to you, <laughs> but no, but literally in things you're doing in life, if you're going for something, there's a satisfaction about having gone for Master Modem, even though I lost tons of money and fly. Yeah. I'm so satisfied that I did it. Yeah. So all I can say is when that opportunity comes or you come up with an idea, do it. Just remember this. A dream is just a dream until you make it a reality. Mm -hmm. That's right. Jeez. That's what keeps me going and very and I've never tried a cup of coffee. Can you imagine me on coffee? No. no. I've never tried a cigarette in my life. No drugs. This is natural energy. And my energy has got me everything I need. If you do your passion and go for your passion with sincere energy, you will be the happiest person on this planet. That's amazing. Mm. Unfortunately, my passion was caffeine and cigarettes. Right. <laughs> um, we all followed the dream, man. <laughs> we all have our addictions, don't we? My, I have a friend, Bruce. He says, well, how many ornaments can one man buy? Now, that person, he, he drinks a few two drinks every night. And I said, each one of these ornaments is a martini for me. And I said, my martinis. Oh, and he went, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's the secret to being happy, that's Dan. Great. I, that's awesome. I am so thrilled. Uh, that you are exactly the way I remember yep. you. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you guys. My one last question. Yeah. What do you remember about me? Just, I'm really curious what you remember about me back then. I remember you being energetic, poised, um, and um, very, I mean, confident. Yeah. I remember you being confident. And, and giving I, us confidence. Yeah. Exactly. You were so encouraging and you were such a support network on a set that, you know, at times could be very destabilizing. There were there was yelling, there was there was a sense that, you know, we were gonna disappoint adults that like yeah, hung over a us a lot. There was an energy. And you were, I mean, along with David Trainer, you were a source of uh strength and yeah. confidence and yeah. and and it was honest, it was earnest, it wasn't it didn't feel fake. It felt like you genuinely cared for us and we needed that. I needed that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I remember, I, you know what I remember? I remember yeah. that I was trapped kind of in the, 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 the in-between of- I, Of the role, I, the role was- No, no, or... of my age as a person, where oh, I, was, right. I was too old to really hang out with Danielle and Ryder right at the beginning, and I was too young to hang out with Rusty and, and Betsy. And 
you became my friend. You you let you saw that and you actually you befriended me and I would hang out at your house and you taught me canasta and we would play cards and you would help me on different auditions and stuff. You like you became my friend. That's what I remember the most is yeah. you saw a kid that was kind of in limbo a little bit and you were like, he just needs a friend. And you took on that role. That's what I remember the most. So you yeah, helped yeah, me with I, the acting, but more you helped me as a person. And that's I love I when you tell me this. I love you guys when you tell me this, especially this will, because as a child, I was incredibly neglected. My, I was, my mother had three kids. I was tw she was 21 by the time she had me. Wow. So I was shoved aside and I went into my world, my fantasy world. So now that's why I took the lemons and turned the lemonade. Why my kids book, thousands of kids are booked. Why instill imagination? I get just short notes from people like this will saying, you were there for me as a friend. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you befriended me. You made me feel good. Yeah, you, you did. Made me feel good. You did. And there was a lot of conflict for people and teenagers in my class. You know, they're going through a lot at the time. And I just, it's, it's, it's grounding young people. Yeah. And I love, I still love it. Yeah. I still love it. Well, I thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. No, it that. was great. And also, I've read your book. It's really fascinating. It is a really interesting look at the other side of, of circus life. So yes. go and everyone pick it should up. pick it up. It is it, Ringmaster, my year on the road with the greatest show on earth. It's amazing. It, is it really is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Chris, thank you for being there for us yes. when we were children as a, as a tent pole of stability. And thank you for being here with us now. It's uh, really beautiful to reunite with you. And we can't wait to pop into the Christmas store and give you a big hug oh, in yeah. person. And, and I will for sure be buying Christmas stuff. <laughs> You guys, I'm just amazed. I just thank you so much for thinking on me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Great thank you, Chris. You. That's awesome, Chris. Thank you. Bye. Keep going for those dreams, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Bye. That was so much fun. We we really do have to plan that day to go to the Christmas store because uh, <laughs> it looks incredible. Totally cool. I, I say let's meet January 7th. Okay. I love <laughs> it. Let's do that right after, right after the holidays. <laughs> His last year doing it. I hope that's not true. I hope not either. He seems like the perfect person for that. Man, talk about a living Willy Wonka. He's He is that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I know. Totally that's cool. true. Well, thank you guys for being here with us. We will see you for the next episode. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. 
It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.